Ladies and gentlemen, I am the Crypto Crow, and today we've got members of the Bancor team. We're going to talk about what's been happening, so stick around. We'll be right back after this disclaimer. Welcome back, everybody. We have Omri Cohen, Cohen, and we have That's another right. gentleman who who mentioned his name. I, I I'm going to sound completely ignorant. He said his name, and I said I'm going to let you say that. Eyal Herzog. Eyal Herzog. I probably still yeah. messed it up somehow. So, uh, <laughs> welcome everybody. Um, so, gentlemen, you know. Thanks for thanks for joining me. I you know I, I I know that you guys are having some difficult times right now. Like there's just some there's all kinds of stuff going on. Everybody's buzzing about this this hack situation, which you know I, I've been hacked. You know I, I think just about every influencer on YouTube that didn't quite understand what it meant to be a target has been hacked. And you know it's 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 a it's kind of a devastating thing. It's a very violating kind of thing to deal with um and you know i know some of your people reached out and said hey can we can we do something um sooner than later let's we we want to get out and and educate people on what happened we want to kind of explain to people you know there's a lot of, of fud and a lot of misunderstanding and, and we want to make sure that people understand exactly what happened and, and and basically tell them as much as we legally can while this is under investigation so here we are so um what what happened <laughs> <laughs> so the uh the exact details of uh the security breach are uh are still under investigation so i can't go into into too much depth about what happened um in short uh a bancor wallet uh was uh exposed and uh was um attacked and uh and that wallet was used to steal around 23 and a half million dollars um 10 of which was 10 million dollars of which was in bnt and uh we were actually able to freeze the bnt before the hacker was able to get away with it and to broadcast it out to uh you know to send it forward wherever he was going so once we actually froze the 10 million dollars it actually sparked a uh a pretty big debate online and uh in a lot of places uh that uh a lot of people were uh, you know, it, it raised a really good point as to what it means to be decentralized and what it means to have the right token model and uh, what kind of uh, security mechanisms are better for the community and which ones are worse. And, uh, and you know, overall, even though the hack, even though the, the, the theft itself of all that money was, was very damaging uh, to Bancor, I think this, this conversation that came out of it is actually really healthy for the, for the ecosystem and for this entire vertical. So that's what uh, 
you know, so that's the silver lining, I guess, in this in this entire. So I guess a, a big part of the questions from the community is, you know, Bancor claiming to be this, you know, a decentralized exchange. If that's the case, how are you able, like, how how does a decentralized exchange have like a kill switch, you know, things like that, things that you did to basically prevent any further loss. Um, are are basically what some of these people seem to be questioning. Like, how, how how is this possible with a decentralized exchange? Yeah, so first of all, we're uh, a decentralized liquidity network, right? So it, it's similar to an exchange in the way that you can come to Bancor to buy and sell different tokens. Uh, it operates a little differently than an exchange on the back end. So instead of matching buyers and sellers, you're actually buying and selling from smart contracts with automatic price discovery. Uh, so from an end user, you're still buying and selling different cryptocurrencies, but um, the the network itself is fully decentralized in, in, in the sense that, uh, first of all, every every time you're buying and selling different currency, you're doing so from the blockchain itself. So all the smart contracts are. Uh-oh. <clears throat> Let's see if we can get these guys back. I'm not sure what happened. Hold on a second here. <laughs> Hello? All right. What monkey's playing with the buttons over there? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, the, uh, you know, the, the network itself, the fact that all the smart contracts are actually fully visible, that's where all the transference of funds is happening, fully on-chain. Uh, that part of it is fully decentralized. The other side of it is, you know, Bancor has the Bancor wallet, which anybody can come and create their own ERC-20 wallet to buy and sell different cryptocurrencies. While Bancor was, uh, so right after the security beach, Bancor actually went offline uh, to try and make sure that everything was in order and make sure we didn't have any other, uh, any other, you know, holes or any, any other attacks at the time. And uh, that, that entire time we were offline, anybody could have taken their wallet, which was created on Bancor, taken their 12 words and gone to my Ether wallet or my crypto or any one of these, uh, any other ERC-20 site or ERC-20 wallet and still access their funds, done whatever they wanted to do. So the wallet is fully decentralized. No private key is ever stored on Bancor. All purchases, all buys and sells are always done directly on the blockchain. The network itself is fully decentralized. Now that, go ahead. I, I think, I think um, it's important to emphasize when people talk about decentralized, what are they speaking about? I mean, what kind of decentralization? Because I think the most important aspect of decentralization is that a single party cannot control the network. That's what you know, that has the most meaning, that has the, um, you know, the most effect. And that happens not because you have a kill switch or you don't have a kill switch. That happens when the system is fully transparent and, 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 and thus forkable. And that is what makes blockchain projects and, and, you know, as well as token projects so unique because they cannot be controlled by anyone because anyone can fork them. And, you know, that's the same rule for open source software. You cannot really own an open source software because anyone can fork it. So you can do your best and hope to have followers and users, but, but it's changed the, the, the rules of the games. And it's not centralized like a bank that can freeze funds because you cannot fork a bank. So there's no repercussions to behaving in a way that is not agreeable by you know, the, the, the majority of the users, but the repercussion of abusing such power as emergency uh, uh, switches in order to prevent theft that could collapse the network, 
we don't see that as lack of decentralization. This is just, you know, not wanting to be the DAO. Uh, we, we, we hopefully learn something from that. Okay, I mean, I, <clears throat> so I, I get what you're saying. Personally, I feel decentralized or not, you should have a way to prevent loss of customers. And, you know, I, I, that's just that's just responsibility. You know, where, you know, it's, there's a, I mean, I, cause I've read some of this stuff, you know what I mean? And I see some of these people and they're, and they're posing these questions and some are complaining about it and it's like, okay, so you have somebody that's ultimately kind of responsible for a lot of people's money and they put a fail safe in the system to make sure that if something does go wrong in this new space we're in, well, you're protecting the masses. And so they're almost saying, um, well, this isn't what decentralized means. I want to lose every damn penny I've got if you get hacked. Right. I mean, you know, yeah. not everybody is really brilliant in the crypto space. And so, you know, and they love, they have the biggest opinions, don't they? I mean, really, they, they love to just go everywhere and shit where they eat because they're not smart enough to realize <laughs> what that actually means. I, I I agree, and I think that you I'll know, say everything you guys can. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I I think there's like an extremism that either you're like Bitcoin that has like complete decentralization, no trust, no control, uh, no even you know uh, everything is decentralized execution. You can almost uh, call it, and and everything that is not that is considered to be like the old money, which is a monopoly uh, on, 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 you know, on the idea of money, because today you, ha you have no choice but using a single currency, uh, you know, at, at least until recently. And we're saying that the important thing in, in this revolution is that you can have now many alternative different type of currencies. When, when everyone can issue that, and you can have different type of monetary policy being tested and not just deciding, you know, no trust, no uh, repercussion, uh, no monetary policy. That's not necessarily the best way. Maybe the best way is to try many different kinds of money. And we see that this is what happening to the industry. And a lot of people are not happy about it. Now, you know, you can be cynical and say, oh, that's because, you know, they own Bitcoin and they know pretty well that if everyone was just just Bitcoin for everyone, for everything, that would be great for them. But, uh, you know, that's if you're cynical. Otherwise, you know, I, I, I really do think that some people believe uh, that this level of decentralization and sometimes it's come along with the belief that you only need a single currency for the entire world and, 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 and you know, being very, very, should I say, conservative and protective uh, and defensive on those worldviews, and and you see that all over the crypto space. So did 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 people actually lose anything, or was it just Bancor? Did you guys just kind of take it up the rear with this hack, or did the did any did the user base get hurt by it at all? Well, to, to to speak to that, I think uh, the, the the funds themselves were taken from Bancor. So financially, short term, it uh, it affected Bancor the most. Uh, now, long term, obviously, Bancor, Bancor is a project is uh, it, it, our, our, fr our primary purpose is here for the long tail of user generated currencies. 
which basically means we want as many currencies in the world as humanly possible. Uh, and, and we think that's the big win, right? It's uh, kind of like cat videos, uh, controlled videos on the internet. We don't really know what the cat videos are of currency yet, right? We, we, we believe this new world of creating different uh, models of currency and allowing for the creation of models uh, is the real win in blockchain. So I, I, I think that uh, opening this network up to as many people and kind of letting this network thrive is the ultimate win for everybody involved. Okay, but did anybody else lose anything during that? No, sorry. sorry I, went on, I went on a long pirate right there. Yes, you did. <laughs> I, and I, I appreciate that, but I'm going to throw you back in. No, I think, you know, I mean, the, the idea is that because if it's, it's, it's a fully on blockchain solution, you know, almost every uh, decentralized exchange today have like on, uh, you know, like, like off blockchain matching. Uh, Bancor is the is really the only place that everything only happens fully on the blockchain. So, so you know, users just use their wallet. Uh, every conversion between tokens is as just a transaction on the smart contract. That's what it is. Yeah. A transaction on the smart contract. So, so I basically, there's no there's no like central it. vault that's being hacked that no. that is you know users tokens. It's basically just bankor bankor supply. Yeah. Exactly. User wallets are fully on the blockchain. We don't have access to any private keys. Yeah. No users were affected in this. It's only the, the you know the, the contracts that are part of the network that that made the network. But those you know user user funds are not parked in those contracts at any point. Every transaction is an end to end transaction, and the money is not parked in any contract, not for a single millisecond. Okay. <clears throat> um. So where do you go from here? I mean, what what is it? What are some of the key things that you kind of want to address to the the trolls, the public, the people that are fearful, the you know your user base? Like, wh where does Bancor go from a situation like this? Now, granted, it seems like just about every exchange has been hacked already. What <clears throat> you know, I'm going to ask you a selfish question: What the hell is anybody doing about this shit? Like, when are people going to start tracking these hackers? And, and like, I've been, you know, are, like, what gives? Like, everybody knows now. I feel like the government is just looking to capitalize on this space. Everybody's looking to make money on this space. But yet the hackers who are sitting in their mother's basement, you know, cranking away on their Unix systems are basically stealing all this money. And nobody's doing shit about it. Like what? When? Well, when is this going to start changing? And do, or do you guys have plans to start implementing things like that? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. Internally, we've kind of been referring this thing to as uh, as a Pearl Harbor, right? Because I don't know if you remember from Tora Tora Tora, that famous movie, which is at the end. You know, they they, they say, "I'm afraid we've awoken a sleeping giant," mm -hmm. right? And that's that's the way we kind of see this: is we're coming in here and uh, we're really going to take security on the blockchain to the next level. That's that's our aim. Uh, our first plan of action is actually we're creating an alliance between different members in the crypto space, uh, bringing them in um, and actually creating uh, different tools uh, that we're going to expose uh, publicly that help track funds across different wallets. Because what ends up happening, these hackers break in, steal some funds, and then start splitting the, uh, the funds from one wallet to the next, to the next, to the next. I've heard they uh, use what's called a blender. It basically yeah, just spins exactly. everything out to like hundreds of different wallets and then puts them all back together on some other side. <clears throat> yeah, 
Yeah, so we've actually, we've been developing tech that actually helps us track uh, those kinds of activities. And it actually came in very helpful. It's coming in very helpful in this investigation that we're uh, uh, performing right now. And our first point of action is actually to publicly share those tools so that uh, more people in the space can have the type of uh, pushback and the type of defense that uh, we need to develop. I like that. And you know what I like even more is so, somebody needs to come up with like a bounty hunter system, you know, where you, you release the tools to help the public track hackers. If there's a big hack, say, hey, use it. You guys help us locate these sons of bitches and we'll give you 5% of the take. You know, I mean, and just get a, get the internet policing itself. That's a good idea, huh? Yeah, that's great. But yeah, we're going to add it to our plans, if you don't mind. There you go. <laughs> I, hey, man, that's yeah, what I'm I here mean, for. I mean, one of the things that we're thinking right now is to, we, we like to call it a, a, a red list. It's, it's not a black list. It's a red list because it's a, it's a list of addresses that essentially, you know, they, they, they get the red alert kind of flag on on different accounts that are suspicious. So so if you have a list of addresses that are involved in hacks, and let's say that you know all the exchanges can easily query that list for you know in, in, in a matter of millisecond, so they at, at least know when to be careful mm -hmm. and not when not to let you know the, the funds to be withdrawn immediately because this address is associated with, with a theft. And you know what? If, if if they use a blender, you know maybe you should paint all the the, the participant in the blender. Here's what I don't understand. <clears throat> when the government talks about tracking everybody's cryptocurrency transfers for tax purposes, why the fuck can't they do this with the hackers? Like that that's you know, like they they basically come out with these big muscles and say, you know, we partnered with this company that can track every crypto transaction across the globe. But then a hacker just steals 50 million dollars in crypto and nobody can do shit about it. So, I, who, so who, who I, am I to believe? I think, to you, I think the answer to your question is that historically, every monopoly was essentially in, very, very inefficient. And the reason is that when there's a monopoly, there's no choice. And, and, and because, because, you know, everything that is run by the state is essentially a monopoly. And, you know, they're usually not so competent in, in doing those things. Businesses which are different, they, they have to compete. So if there's a good, you know, well-run business and, you know, a business that is not as well-run, then, you know, only the, the, the best one will survive. And, you know, over time, you cannot underestimate the effect of this kind of evolution, uh, evolutionary process. And, 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 and we don't have that for, you know, civil services today. And, and that's why I think, you know, they're largely incompetent. But, but I think that, you know there are amazing solutions. You know in 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 the that can come from the private sector at this point to help kind of you know chase those kinds of you know criminals and. Uh, that we control. Okay. You cut out towards the last like minute. It kind of freeze framed, but I. I oh, I, it was so good. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I was digging it, but it was, I literally just the tail end of it. So you know, it, it's 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 okay. Um, so here's the thing. Let's say you guys are putting out these tools to start helping the public kind of police itself, right? And and you know you're 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 allowing people to help track hacking activity. 
don't you think that'll make you more of a target for the hackers that are resentful? <laughs> and and if that's the case, how do you how are you I guess that you can only say so much, but how how are you planning to prevent this from occurring in the future? What's and I and believe me, I get it. I have so many security measures since my hack now and I've only talked about maybe half of them. So I I get it. Um, but but to give us an idea, I mean, more more for the sense of people that want to maintain their use of Bancor and 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 feel confident and secure. What what can you effectively do publicly or say publicly that you're doing to make sure that everything remains safe? <clears throat> so um, you know, obviously, um, this this is an opportunity to learn and to you know get better and to you know fix what needs to be fixed there's a uh, there's many conclusions that we draw and you know many things that we're gonna uh, promote and you know even change the priorities of different things that uh, we plan to do in order to make sure that that something like that cannot happen uh, you know as as we all know this is definitely a new a new field, a new industry. Not many people have so much experience with those things, and definitely those who are experienced are very, you know, uh, hard to get. So, so we see, uh, you know, a lot of incidents happening to, to 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 many people, and I'm thinking that you know the industry as a whole should learn from each in, uh, you know, each incident, and we plan to publish the details of you know of our investigation exactly to make sure that 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 you know other uh, other companies learn about you know what how they can do better look i, I think uh also now that we've uh, shown that bnt has this ability right to prevent theft which by the way we another thing we do is we we call on a lot of other tokens that see the need for this kind of security mechanism we call on you to add it because this type of mechanism that preserves the integrity of a network, preventing thieves from stealing $10 million of your token and dumping it on some exchange, uh, that's way more damaging. So first of all, the fact that our token has this built into it, I think will prevent uh, further thefts. Uh, additionally, I mean, we're, we're, we're here uh, not, not coming from a place of fear, right? We, if somebody wants to attack us, they're going to attack us, whether or not we put up our defenses or not. So, uh, you know, we're, we're here to clean this place up. We, we really believe in the blockchain space. And one of the things Bancor does is we, we try and appeal to a less sophisticated uh, a, a user in the blockchain space as well. Oh, I can't wait and, to talk to you after this live stream, man. I've got something you'll love. Go ahead. Oh, great. <laughs> I love it. So, I mean, I, you know, we're not, uh, we're, we're here, we're, our plan is to try and recover these funds. Our plan is to track these guys down and... Uh, and our plan is to make sure that uh, it's much harder to do this again in the future for anybody in this space. Exactly. And I think that if all the honest players are joining forces together to essentially block uh, those funds, I mean, you, you know, we saw the same thing with smartphones that, you know, people would steal smartphones all the time. And it's the cooperation and, and the joint effort to actually mark stolen smartphones, you know, in, in such a way that they... They, they cannot be uh, utilized again is what prevented a lot of these cases so so I, I think that you can you can do the same with with uh, with blockchain and if we have like a list of addresses that everyone know to be be careful of so there would be very few services that would ever want to deal with those addresses so every hacker would know that he's 
you know, kind of stuck with quote unquote dirty money. Right. And 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 and, and everyone can see that dirty money. And so unless it's a Zcash, uh, you know, uh, break, then then you know everyone would just be able to track it. Yeah, and just to just to address everybody in chat, talking about um, why. I understand that I'm incredibly sexy, and I know that I'm a distraction, and that's that's why he's looking out and away from the camera, because if he's looking at me, he's simply not going to be able to focus on his answers, everybody. It's either that, or they can't see me, because I have no direct video feed to them. So, yeah, uh, can't see you. <laughs> either way, it's okay. Everybody's just kind of wondering why you're always looking off into space. And, uh, yeah, now I'll look yeah. at the camera right Oh, you can't? Okay, yeah, all right. Um, so, all right, so uh, <laughs> you guys actually have some cool stuff going on. Like, actually, I was talking to Crypto Beatles recently, and it looks like you guys are working st some stuff out with the Monarch uh, wallet, yeah. the whole Monarch platform. I got to tell you, man, like, I met uh, Beatles in New York, and I didn't really get a big chance to talk to him in great length. But we're, you know, I created kind of this um, invite-only Telegram thing for for influencers, and we we have a really good like core group that, and we just talk about everything, and we just help support each other, and and um, you know, he he's had a lot of really good things to say about you guys, and he's actually very excited about you know the future that you guys have planned. What I mean, what what can you, what could you say about what's shaping up there? I know, I know things aren't a hundred percent final, but it, I, you got, you guys are in bed rubbing each other's legs. I think it's just not, not much else has happened. <laughs> what, what? <laughs> I think, I think that. I love uh, the expression on your face when I said that. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> so I look, looking right at the camera. So. <laughs> so um, you know, we, we are um, actually very, very excited to work with uh, Wallet. And as you know, Monarch, they have um, an you know, amazingly looking wallet. And, and we, we're very happy to join forces because um, essentially what we provide to different uh, wallets is the ability to convert between tokens in a completely decentralized way you know, on the blockchain. And the way that Banco works is uh, different in that it guarantees liquidity. So there's no uh, essentially uh, no risk of having no liquidity for tokens that are uh, traded on uh, Bancor. And uh, that's you know kind of one of the things that makes it uh, you know, very different than the current solutions. And we work with wallet providers and, and, and solution like that to provide them a fully on-chain decentralized solution. And, uh, we think that this is a great win-win uh, uh, relationship. Okay, everybody in chat is contemplating whether or not I'm gay. It's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, ju just for the record, I'm not at all, but I'm very comfortable being me. Uh, yeah, my 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 wife is stunning, or should I say, beard? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, so anyway, um, just having a little fun. Uh, so. Okay, so moving forward, it looks like, you know, you guys have some plans. Like, you, you guys have plans to kind of come back from this and, and, oh, and, yeah. and you know, I look, I, there's so much fun and there's so much stuff that happens in the crypto space. I, I genuinely feel bad when, uh, you know, like, um, I see other influencers, they, they have issues with, with hacking or, or whatever, and, 
you know, the public can just be so downright disgusting that, you know, it, it, it bothers me. It, it really, truly does bother me. Anytime anything happens, everybody is instantly crucified as though, you know, uh, and, and it's just like, it, it, it's just, it's so bad that it's, it's hard to even put into words, honestly. And, you know, the fact that you guys are even here talking to me says a lot. I mean, it speaks volumes uh, because, look, you know, if you guys were incompetent or you guys were doing anything kind of shady, I don't think you'd be sitting here as openly as you are discussing what's been going on. You know, and, and I respect you guys for that. I'm actually more interested in Bancor and what you guys are doing today than I was prior to that, to be honest with you. Um, and I, and I silver lining. Uh, yeah, you know, sure, sure. And so, I, you know, look, I, it is, it, it's a shame. It's a shame that this happened. And I, I look forward to actually seeing what you guys come out with in terms of, of you know, some tracking. There's, I know that there are ways to track this stuff. I don't care if a hacker's using a Tor, Tor IP or, or you know, running through these blenders. Because, I, I mean, there are different kinds of hackers, right? I think some of these guys that are that are hacking exchanges, I would have to assume, are much higher up uh, in their skill levels. They're likely teams working together. And, I, and I've realized after reading some of the articles about um, people hacking like SMS codes and things like that, actually having people at major cell phone carriers on payroll so that they can swap out SIM cards on a whim and, and SIM card data to give them access to the S. That's why I don't use SMS, um, you know, security for jack shit. Like I don't, I don't bother with it because I, it's, it's been known for a while that that's hackable, you know, and it's just, these guys are getting more and more creative. And I think that, it, it really is when you have the SEC and you have all these government agencies that are are basically working to plug up all these tax holes in the sense that you know they want to make sure that they are able to tax everybody for everything they do in crypto yet they don't have any publicly available methods for tracking hackers you know reobtaining money that's been stolen it's like a free for all when, when do you guys think, based off of any interactions you've had since this hack, when do you guys think we're going to start seeing the government step in and start really going after these hackers, whether it's international or not? So, you know what? I actually think that that we are moving forward toward um, a different level of solutions that would make those hacks really, really complicated. And... and um, you know, we're seeing it uh, happening uh, across across the industry, and we actually ourselves are uh, involved in in you know uh, building such such a solution that we have published a blog post about before uh, the even the token sale. So more than a year ago, we published a blog post about it about what we believe is the future of of security online, and as we see it, is that you know everyone's uh, everyone wallet would be able to appoint what we like to call guardians and the guardians can be like you know paid trustees and can be your friends could be your family can be your co-worker and it's not like a multi-sig in the sense that they don't have the same rights as you do and they, you're not equal it's like it's your wallet but they are the guardians and 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 that concept you can really do a lot with that because 
let's say if uh, if, if uh, your wallet got hacked, so that you can have a daily withdrawal limit that you know only a guardian signature or more than one can can release. Or if you lost your uh, key, then you know a guardian can help you recover your account. So it's creating this kind of a social. Um, solution for for security that requires hackers to essentially hack several different people in different points in different locations at the same at the same time in order to get to to some funds and that's much 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 harder as as you know as you as you imagine so i think i think we're going to be see technological solution that would make it so much harder to, to abuse the system, uh, but we're you know we're such in the beginning right now that we, we don't even have that. We have multi-sigs and only professional use them, but that's going to get to the end user, and, and we're going to at least do our part in bringing those technologies to the common you know, end user that that hold some tokens. So yeah, I think I oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say if if let's say let's say there are new users that are watching this right now and they're thinking, okay, so this hack happened. They're working towards, you know, recovery and, and, you know, furthering their security and things like that. Obviously, with a lot of the details, you can't really disclose yet, which I understand. Um, investigations are pending. You guys are doing a bunch of stuff to try to track these bastards. Uh, so what, what, what could you say to people that maybe they want to use the system? They want to get into Bancor. They want to start making some trades or buys or, or whatever. What can you say to them to make them feel secure in, in wanting to do that? I, I, I think the, the only thing that they have to do to feel secure is keep their 12 words secure. Because as, you know, as we said, we have no access to no user wallets at any point in time. And, 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 and users that are using the network are essentially doing so uh, with with the uh, with with transactions that again their money is not parked. So the only risk to end user wallet would be if they compromise the twelve words that 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 are their own personal wallet, and they should keep that safe. Uh, you know what what we have dealt with is something. It was it was an attack against us, not against our users, because our users cannot be attacked. They can be attacked individually. That's the whole idea of. The decentralized uh, model. Yeah, I think I, also uh, on that front, I was, uh, you know, in the same week that uh, the, the Bancor uh, theft happened, I had two other friends whose wallets were broken into. And I, I think it's in incredibly important to remember that we're dealing with real money here. And the problem is right now in the blockchain space is that we're kind of in the wild west, right? Not Bancor wallets. No, not Bancor wallets. Yeah. They're personal, <laughs> not yeah. Bancor. It was actually some, uh, some, some nodes, some astronauts that they had. Anyways, the, uh, it, it's important to remember that we're in the in this wild west still, right? We don't really have much law, like you said. There's there's no governments really even involved in the actual uh, policing of the space. space. Yeah. So, first of all, it's on us to be uh, the the people in the space to be the ones policing it and to to get it to a better place. Uh, secondly, I think it's important to be extremely careful with your private keys and remember that this is real money, right? I mean, we're dealing with crypto. But it's still real money, and these people will try a thousand different times to get in. And if, even if they fail 999 times, they'll get in once. There's nothing you can do about it. Mm -hmm. And it's important to remember: just be extremely, extremely diligent about keeping your your wallet safe and secure.
So, yeah, I, so, and I know that because I, I get reports all the time. Like my um, my server that I you know my JasonAppleton.com and that I have that it it's constantly being port scanned. Just constantly, yeah. they're trying to find ways yeah. into the server because they want to access my email accounts because they think that those email accounts are going to get them into certain other accounts, and you yeah. know, and it's like I, I, I expect that. Like it's already been dealt with and prepared for. You know what I mean? The thing of it is, is what they'll find if they ever manage to do that is that those accounts that they think they're going to have access to are no longer worth the shit. So, you know, and, and the email accounts that I use for a lot of this stuff now, nobody even knows exist and because they're not on any of that stuff. So, you know, it's like while, but, but they keep trying. I mean, every day they're port scanning, banned for port scanning, banned for port scanning. And it's like, Jesus, you know, they're relentless. And, oh, yeah. you know, this like you said, job, right? it is, it's all they do. Our job is to create cool shit and, uh, and their job is to try and steal it. Right. <laughs> you can you can say you can divide the world that people that want to make a living by creating value and people that want to make a living by stealing it from others. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, we're like we're like the Smurfs, and then you got Gargamel, who's always just trying to ruin <laughs> our lives. Uh, so there there was one. There are a couple questions. Oh, a how let let's say I create a crypto crow coin. How do I get listed on Bancor? Like, is there a process? Do I have to throw you bags of cash in a Lambo? Or do you say, oh, that's a cool project. We'll list it. Like, how does that work? We, we actually no longer take Lambos. Uh, <laughs> we stopped accepting Lambos. No, we uh, uh, we actually have no listing fees to join the Bancor network. So the, the way the, the network works is token issuers or maybe anybody who's a liquidity provider, we call them, somebody who has a lot of a token, a lot of a certain token, will be able to stake that token in a smart contract. And as soon as you stake your tokens in a smart contract, it automatically creates this mechanism of being able to buy and sell that token for any other token in the network. So our, our network is completely free to join. Any any big stakeholder uh, in any token can put the token on the network and provide liquidity to all token holders. Uh, and anybody else who wants to come in and out of that token. And uh, we have a pretty easy, uh, seamless integration right now. It's It still requires a little bit of uh, a little bit of love on the on the way, but uh, we're moving towards uh, full user-generated currency and, and uh, automatically joining the network. Uh, but, uh, I think basically the concept, the, the process is, you know, um, we, we obviously offer to help with every technical details and, you know, there's a, we, a smart contract is deployed, you deposit funds in the smart contract, you know, you, you now you're in the network. Now, you know, listing the, the token, uh, in, in our website, you know, is, is secondary, but, you know, you're in the network as soon as the smart contract is up, and, uh, you know, anyone can deploy such a smart contract. Well, let's say I create a shitcoin, but I've got 30 billion of them, and I want to yeah. dump them into Bancor to trade them off That's for more legitimate coins. How is that regulated? So that that is a great question, and it really goes down to the essence of how Bancor works. So essentially, when you want to list your token on, on, on Bancor, so what you need to decide is what's going to be your liquidity depth. And that is essentially the factor that determines the level of liquidity that you have. You know, usually we we'll recommend something, uh, you know, north of $300,000, but, you know, $100,000 worth of liquidity depth is, is, is also providing very decent liquidity for, for most token. You know, some, some use millions or more. And you can see those uh, numbers on our homepage. Uh, each token has a liquidity depth. And essentially when, when it's, when it's, 
more, then there is more liquidity. When there is more liquidity there, so the, you decide how much you want to have, and let's say uh, you want three hundred thousand dollars. So essentially, you deposit in the smart contract. You deposit three hundred thousand dollars of your own token and three hundred thousand dollars of BNT, and 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 that provides the liquidity for you. So let's say you have a shitcoin for that matter, and people will just dump your you know the the the, the, the shitcoin on the contract. They they don't want it, so they will start extracting the BNT until you know and as they do that the price goes down and down and down and be, before the bnt would be over it would never be over but before it will be over the, the the price will go down to like almost zero and 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 essentially uh, what it will what it will mean is that you know you just lost the bnt that you had to get uh, uh, into the network so the bnt that you stake so you don't want to do that with a with, with, with the shitcoin because you're just going to lose the BNT. So that's kind of how, how the network can still be open to anyone and, and, and provide liquidity to, to any member and still you know remain fully decentralized because you essentially you stake BNT in your contract and that's your gateway to the liquidity network. Yeah. I guess the, the, the point is if you have a shitcoin, people will want to sell it, right? Eventually that'll come out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and when you stake your token on the network, people start selling your coin, the price of your token on the network starts going down it's a it's an automatic mechanism which the price supply and demand based on supply and demand yeah and, wow. and essentially he loses the bnt that was yeah. staked in, yeah. in the contract so that's that's, so that's the risk uh, yeah. you're, you're taking not, so it's not almost like a self a self-regulated system exactly. that you know yeah. i get exactly. it that's actually pretty cool and what's funny is is that you know back when i first got into crypto and i had like this crazy like i woke up at like 4 a.m and i was hysterical and my wife was like what the hell's wrong with you you're losing your mind and i i came up with this whole universal wallet platform called zempa and i was trying to launch like an ico for it and i had a development team i had all these people ready to go and Nobody gave a shit. Nobody understood what the hell I was trying to do. And what you guys are, what Bancor is, is kind of in a way, the idea was peer-to-peer universal wallet. So if you had 100 Litecoin, you had access to every other coin in the market for transactions. So, you know, if if I have Litecoin, but I want to spend Ethereum for something from another user who pulled it into the wallet... Well, the, and then they get transfer fees for being able to use it. And I had, it was like this whole idea. Nobody knew what the hell I was trying to do. Trying to do. But <clears throat> it was trying to make everything li- liquid, no matter what you had at any time, um, and easily used on, on different platforms. So whatever. It failed. I couldn't get it. I couldn't get yeah. anybody interested. Did you, think, did you think about calling it Bancorp? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, because it's I mean, I, I cannot agree more. I think that, you know, exactly as you said, the, the, the convertibility between tokens is being commoditized as we speak. Mm-hmm. It's becoming incre- increasingly easier, and especially with solutions like Bancor, just to convert between tokens, it's like, who cares? The, the most important decision is not like what token you pay with, because you can pay with, with, with any token, because everything is like convertible to, to, to everything. The, the, the most important decision is what token you hold. That is kind of the where where we put our foot down. This is where we put our weight. This is the moral choice of where do I hold my wealth, in which currency, who's you know with which group or community I'm tying my financial future with. You know, if you hold Bitcoin, then you tie your financial future to an extent with that group, or 
if you're holding any other token, you're doing the same. So, so all of a sudden you have this decision of what do you hold and, and who cares about, you know, conversion? That's just transparent and, 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 and simple and we don't need to worry about that. Fair enough. All right. This is good. It's good stuff. Uh, yeah. What? So I get before we before we sign off. I mean, is there any final message that you want to send out to the world? <laughs> well, I would say, uh, I mean, look, this this uh, this recent breach brought up a lot of really good points, right? One of which we've seen a lot of people pushing on is the right way to create a currency is this way, right? So first of all, I think the the right way to create a currency is creating a currency, right? The ability to create a currency, that's the right, that's what we know is morally right. Everything after that, I think, um, is, uh, is is open for interpretation. So first of all, I, I love the idea that we're now entering the conversation of what's the right way to create a currency. And I mean, it's, it's, it's mind boggling how far we've come, right? That we can actually have that conversation to begin with. But there, there is there, there, there's plenty of different functionalities for different currencies, and we're past the the point of just having a number as your currency, right? Just a one hundred or a twenty or a one dollar bill. Currency actually has utility now, and we're seeing that in Bancor, right? The one other thing we didn't talk about is BNT is different than any other token because you can actually buy and sell it from its own smart contract. Um, which is a, a unique technology addition to currency, right? It's a technological advancement. To yeah, currency. but it has a very specific use, which is just to be this, you know, reserve liquidity, a reserve for a liquidity network. That, that, that's very specific for BNT. It's, 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 it has a, a, an intent, and we see a lot of tokens that are like that. They are in usage-specific token, and and I think we need to engage in the discussion of, you know, what. What kind of currency we, we we were seeing, and how do we see the the right way to deal with situation like that, where you know there's no good solution, there's uh, you know only uh, only choice between the two bad solutions. So how do you, you you do that? And I think that the conversation is very very important, and uh, uh, we we love the you know we love to be a part of it. So thank you for helping that uh, go. I think I think the last thing is people are getting caught up in this in this conversation of decentralization, right? Mm -hmm. The the reason why we started this thing was not to get to decentralization, right? The reason we started this thing is to get into the freedom of currency. That's the direction that we're heading, and it, you know, uh, we're we're uh, the I, I think it's important to keep our eye on the prize here, and and we're creating currencies to make to to create the ability to create more currencies. It's a it's a Pretty profound place we're in uh, in this evolution. Well, so, I you know I look at creating of currencies to basically fund innovation. You know, I, it's 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 we're we're taking the world as we know it to a another level, and and that that that's going to. I mean, let's let's face it. You know, <clears throat> prior to cryptocurrency, and and I'm still, and I'm sure this is going to continue as a trend with the next bull run when this starts kicking off. You know. People didn't give a shit about stocks because it's old people stuff, right? It's this is what mom and dad and grandpa do. They have their 401k and they have and it's not exciting, it's not interesting, it's not challenging enough. And now you have all these great new technologies on the blockchain that are bringing in our younger generations into a new world that by the time they're older, you know, they work it's a, it's going to be the new generation of trade, man. I mean it it, it will not 
I feel like there will always be a NASDAQ, a stock market, but we are, it, there's going to come a day, it, it's like, um, you know, like uh, ethnicities, right? You've got every ethnic culture in the world, you throw them all into New York, and before long, everybody's just gray, <laughs> right? Like, I think, I think, that's kind of I what I see happening good, in crypto. I think I think a good analogy is, is um, you know, video. When I was young, I had only one single TV channel channel on, uh, that I could watch. There's only a single channel in Israel. It was the government channel. And and that's what I had to deal with. And uh, through technology, my kids today are living in a world where it's not just the government that can broadcast television. Everyone can. So my kids, they don't watch that channel at all. They just watch YouTube. YouTube. So, <laughs> you know, the, the ability to, to, to let anyone broadcast the video obviously changed our culture to the core, yeah. to the core. So what would do the ability for anyone to issue a currency? What would that do? That's a big question. And, and, and we, we are like to be, you know, part of those who build the tools that allowed that uh, to, to materialize and to realize its uh, future. Absolutely. I, I actually started my YouTube channel because of my daughter who just loves YouTube. <laughs> and we have every toy that they ever talk about on YouTube. The Calico Critters, we've got all of them. You know, all of that stuff. So, yeah. all right, gentlemen, uh, I'm going to talk to you briefly after this video interview. And um, But for now, I think we covered just about everything. I, you know, I'm happy to update people. I'm... I'm, I'm I'm interested in finding out what you guys resolve and uncover in this investigation. And when you guys are ready to uh, to let the world yeah. know, you let me know and we'll do it like just like today, man. I, all An hour's notice and I'll be on top of it for you. I, I want to be on top of this. What a badass. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And I would also tell all your friends, you know, all of your subscribers, if uh, to come check out Bancor Network, Bancor.network. Mm -hmm. We have a uh, hundred and something tokens now. So, uh I mean, based off of chat, it seems like a lot of people are already there. So, uh, you know, I, I, think, uh, I think things have gone well. So on that note, everybody, thank you for joining us. Uh, make sure you smash the like, spread the word, share the links, and crow your coins. And until next time, I'll see you real soon. Thank you, gentlemen. I'll talk to you in a minute. Take care. Thanks.